minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This Rosh Chodesh morning. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Yeah. 
יודע שכל מה שקורה מלמעלה אני יודע שהוא נותן הכל מתנה אני יודע שגם אם לא הכל זורם לי אני יודע שכל הזמן השם איתי
חלקים, קראתי השם, השם שמעה בקולי, תהיינה אוזניך קשובות לקול תחנוני.
As we look back on the month of Tishrei and now are completely into the month of Maracheshvan, that's MS Eitan Kleiman with a great high holiday selection here at JM in the AM. Before that, Yitzchak Fuchs and Mima Makim. You heard um, Lev Yatan, Miyale. Yehuda Green had Misha Asa. Bo was Danny Palgon. That's brand new. Yitzi Spinner with Misha Shikane. The DRS Yeshiva High School with Shabbos Hayom. Later on this morning, Rabbi Yisrael Kamenetsky, who is the Rosh Yeshiva at the DRS Yeshiva High School, he's going to join us. Uh, we, we were only made aware very recently of the uh, of musical efforts that are to the credit of a special group of young people from DRS. We'll talk about that in the 7 o'clock hour. And, of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Wednesday and this October the 30th, day one in the month of Marrakesh. Fun today is Rosh Chodesh. Mar Cheshvan, the year 5780, 60 degrees here in New York with 96% humidity, winds in northeast at the 7 miles per hour. Afternoon showers today with a high temperature of 68, then tonight rain, low of 62, tomorrow rain, high of 71. I didn't realize we're expecting so much rain this week. Uh, Right now, 71 in Yerushalayim, we're at 60 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. By the way, I meant to do this yesterday. Let me dig this up quickly here. Um, I met someone this week. I met someone on Monday night who alerted me to the fact that there is a very nice gentleman um, named Dr. Ziegler. Dr. Ziegler, 55th Street in Brooklyn, New York, who has NSN on all day long. And I wanted to make sure to give him a very special shout-out. So there you go. Special shout-out to Dr. Ziegler from all of us here at the JM in the AM. All right. There you have it. Um, Wednesday morning, Rosh Chodesh here at JM in the AM. And uh, plenty more coming up as we... um, as we continue on this Wednesday, later in this show in the 8 o'clock hour, uh, Gabe Geller is going to be bringing in a special winemaker from the Koenig Winery in France, in Alsace, France. David Mandel is expected in the 7 o'clock hour to be here. The uh, big Ohel Gala is coming up. So there's a lot happening. Make sure you keep it right here at the Nahum Siegel Network all day long. You'll be glad you did. Reminder from our friends at Art School, Rav Chaim Kanievsky and Chumash Bracious is now available. Rav Chaim Kanievsky on Chumash Bracious is now available. 15% off and free shipping in the U.S. If you use the promo code RADIO, go to artscroll.com. Go to artscroll.com, use the promo code RADIO, and you'll be glad you did. 15% off plus free shipping, not bad. A promo code RADIO at artscroll.com. Take advantage. Yaakov Shweki next at JM in the AM. Avotenu, 
ישראל, את חייליהם ישראל. משפרה אבותינו, אבותינו הקדושים, הקדושים. הוא יברך חיילי ישראל, את חיילי ישראל.
And I call out for answers Over the ocean's roar And I try to find a reason The waves crash against the shore And the question still comes back to me How could this occur? I look above to Every one has its own 
Ayal Golan with Misha Ma'amin. Rosh Chodesh morning here at JM in the AM. Benny Friedman brand new with the Hareini. You heard Mikolos done by Arye Kunstler. Shwebel Sharf and Levine had Mivan Siach. And of course, Yaakov Shweki with the Misha Berach for Tzahal here at JM in the AM. Happy Rosh Chodesh morning on this very first day of Mar Cheshvan, the second day of Rosh Chodesh. All the traditional additions for Rosh Chodesh, including Yalaviyavo, Half Hallel, Special Torah reading, Musaf, Barachinavshi, and whatever your custom calls for. All included today for Rosh Chodesh Mar Cheshvan. Galitzal in the background. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. 1 p.m. 1 p.m. newscast for Wednesday follows next. We say Boker Tov from JMA. גליצל מירושלים השעה אחת, שלום רב, כאן רני אבנאי עם מה שקורה עכשיו. בהנהלת אוניברסיטת בר אילן בוחנים כיצד ניתן לפעול נגד הדוקטור מרדכי קידר לאחר אמירתו אמש בהפגנת התמיכה בנתניהו כי יגאל אמיר הוא לא רוצחו של יצחק רבין. מדווח כתבנו לענייני חינוך דורון קדוש. הנהלת האוניברסיטה התכנסה לפני זמן קצר ודנה באפשרויות פעולה נגד הדוקטור מרדכי קידר בעקבות התבטאותו אמש. באוניברסיטה אומרים כי לקידר יש קביעות כאיש סגל, ולטענתו הדברים נאמרו כחלק מחופש אקדמי, אך בכל זאת בוחנים כיצד ניתן לפעול נגדו. בינתיים השעתה האוניברסיטה את המרצה מייצוג, והשתתפותו בכנס בדרום אמריקה בשבוע הבא בוטלה. המתיחות הדיפלומטית עם ירדן סגנית שר החוץ ציפי חוטובלי אומרת לאמיר איבגי בגלי צה"ל, שני הירדנים העצורים חשודים בעבירות ביטחוניות חמורות. מערכת היחסים שלנו עם הירדנים היא מערכת יחסים אסטרטגית, לא צריך להפוך כל משבר למשהו יותר גדול ממה שהוא. אנחנו מבחינתנו, המטרה שלנו לעשות הפרדה. מי שעובר עבירות ביטחון, זאת אחריות שלנו כמדינה לעצור אותו, והאחריות שלנו לברר את העניינים. אין כאן מעצר שרירותי, אין כאן בחירה באזרח ואזרחית ירדנית ככלי מטרה או כלי ניגוח. כתבתנו עדה שטייף מוסיפה שהצורה המינהלתית הירדנית היא בלבדי אשר שובתת רעב 36 ימים ועברה הבוקר לבית חולים לאחר שחשה ברע. צעירות דתיות שזומנו ללשכת הגיוס חויבו על ידי המראיינת לפתוח את הטלפון הנייד שלהן כדי שתעיין בהודעות, תמונות ורשתות חברתיות ועל ידי כך היא תוכל לקבוע אם הן מספיק דתיות לקבל פטור. כך נחשף ביומן הצהריים עם אמיר ריבגי. הנה לירון סאסי, נערה שניסתה לבקש פטור ממניע דתי, וביקשו ממנה את המכשיר. אחרי שהסתיים הריאיון, היא ממלאה עליי דוח מפורט של שמונה דפים, ו... ואז היא אומרת לי, טוב, עכשיו תביאי לי את הטלפון שלך. לא נתתי לה, סירבתי. ומאז אני מתקשרת אליהם, מתקשרת, מתקשרת, והגעתי כמעט פחות משבוע לפני הגיוס בתשובה. ומדובר צה"ל נמסר שהנושא בבדיקה. לידיעת הנהגים, בלילה שבין חמישי לשישי יוזלו מחירי הדלק. מחיר ליטר בנזין 95 אוקטן בשירות עצמי יעמוד על 6 שקלים ו-12 אגורות לליטר. מדובר בירידה של 6 אגורות מהחודש הקודם. ומזג האוויר, עלייה קלה בטמפרטורות והן תחזורנה להיות רגילות בעונה. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
Selection entitled Ikvisa done by Zusha here at JM in the AM. Mika Amcha before that with Nachas. A reminder of Chaim Kanievsky on Chumash Bracious is now available if you go to artscroll.com. Use the promo code radio to save 15% and get free shipping in the United States. Again, go to artscroll.com. Rav Chaim Kanievsky on Chumash Bracious is now out. Uh, go and uh, use the promo code radio for your 15% discount plus uh, free shipping in the United States. Check it out today at artscroll.com. And enjoy. Plenty coming up. It's Wednesday, Rosh Chodesh morning at JM in the AM with Ohad. Umorlach melech veiski, veoso mishpotu tzedoko boret. Vahakim boisi ledovi, tzemach tzadik, tzemach tzadik. Umorlach melech veiski, veoso mishpotu tzedoko boret. Tzemach tzadik, tzemach
JM in the AM. That's uh, that's Ohad here at uh, JM in the AM with Tzemach Tzadik. Well, yesterday when I discovered, and I know that I'm the last person on the planet to have discovered this, but yesterday, <coughs> excuse me, when we discovered that our friends at DRS Yeshiva High School have had an impact uh, recently on the world of Jewish music, I asked if uh, we could get Rabbi Yisrael Kamenetsky, and I know he is, and I'm being serious about this, he's got a... Uh, He's got a post-Simchas Torah voice situation, which you'll hear in a moment. So we're only going to bother him for a minute or two. Um, but when we heard that our friends at DRS, DRS Yeshiva High School, had uh, made such an impact and continue to make an impact on the youthful contribution to Jewish music, uh, we just had to get him on and uh, and explain this whole thing for a minute or two. Uh, Rabbi Yisrael Kamenetsky is the Rosh Yeshiva of the Halb Schools, and he is the Menahel at uh, the DRS Yeshiva High School, and we are proud to call him a great friend. Rabbi Yisrael Kamenetsky, welcome to JM in the AM. Wow, what a tremendous privilege for me, Nachum, after listening for so many years to actually be on your show. <laughs> it's a really great, uh, great privilege for me, but... Uh... Always, always a pleasure. I appreciate that, and uh, and and your argument that DRS has uh, made an impact on Jewish music is only supported even more by the way you sound this morning, because it sounds like it sounds like a DRS Yeshiva High School had quite a Simchas Torah celebration. Yeah, that's accurate. You should know, Nachum, as you had such a close relationship with my dad. Sir, my dad ran the Hakafos in Tinek for many, many years. The youth Hakafos downstairs, and now. My brother Shimmy runs them in Boca. My brother Daniel runs them in Bergenfield, and I run them in Woodmere. So we're Amazing. we're continuing the tradition of running the uh, Simchas Torah Hakafos. Oh, I'm sure your father is very, very proud. Amazing. That's great. Okay, so uh, the the story is. I mean, I, you you could fill in the details here because I, I probably will not get it uh, totally right. But at some point, DRS students decided to embark on an effort to contribute to the world of Jewish music. Would that be a good way of putting it? Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, as you know, Nachum, you and I share a passion for Jewish music. I've been very, very passionate about music. I've been a principal for many, many years. But the truth is that le- over the last two, three years, I, we had some students who were just unbelievably talented musically. And they started writing some of their own music, recording, and recording other people's music, and recording some of their own music. And I was actually the director of the band, if you wouldn't believe, if you could believe that. I'm the principal of the school, but like, <laughs> I, 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 I actually play with the band and directed the band. Uh, as you know, I used to be the in, in, in charge of music in Camp Masora back right. in the day. But anyway, but uh, so I play with the band, and, and I taught them a couple of songs, some of the new newer songs that had come out. And uh, they, the kids just loved the songs and, and started recording them. And we all know the tremendous power that Jewish music has to inspire people and to and to excite people. And and these kids really, they're all in Eretz Yisrael. Actually, most of them are all in the same yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael now. And uh, they just recorded a number a number of songs, and uh, it was so special. Uh, seeing how much they enjoyed and how much they were inspired by, it, by the music that they put together. Is this their first year in Israel? They were with you this last year? They just, they just been there for a month. Yeah. And, um, and uh, for instance, the song we played earlier this morning, Shabbos Hayom, that's a song we know pretty well, but that's an original recording. That's an original Correct. cover done by the DRS students. Exactly. Exactly. So, so when we play Mehera today, which is one of the ones we've gotten in this new batch of music, you know, for, from you guys, when we play, is, it, is that going to be a song familiar to us? Is that an original tune? What is that? No, no, 
that that's that's that song was actually uh, or Mehera. Mehera is a song that uh, that um, uh, you know really that just came out last week, right? And uh, this fellow, Jackie Glazer, was a senior at DRS. He's actually a kid who, who I was trying to get him to sing. He has such a beautiful voice, and and senior year he actually started started singing a lot. And um, it's uh, it's it is an original. It is an original recording, um, and uh, the, the kids really got together to play it. Actually, I think Ari Kunzler uh, helped them with this particular recording. But uh, yeah, that's an original song, and uh, we're really proud of the, of, of, of the musical uh, composition and, and, and the talent that these kids show. In you know, it's funny as we as we've seen from Waterbury, and I would argue we've seen over the last decades from any school that's put together a quality choir album, or you know any album that was released to the public that, you know, made an impact, these songs don't only stay with us because, you know, obviously there's an audience out there that appreciates great music, but these songs will stay with these kids forever. I mean, they will forever be identified with them and they will be, you know, the ones that are in the deep recesses of their mind and they will remember what kind of impact it had on them in their years in high school. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, when I think about Shabbos Hayom Hashem, oh. but that, that song has would totally transformed every Shabbos that DRS got together last year. Oh, it, it became the school song. I was just going to say, you wrote to us that it actually became like the school anthem for the year. Absolutely, absolutely, and it defined Shabbos and it lifted the Shabbos for the whole school. And I understand many of the camps as well that our kids attended over the summer. They brought that song with them, and then it, it transformed the summer. I can tell you from our summers in NCSY Colo, every summer we have an, another song, a song, and that song lifts and defines. And so many people sing those songs for years and years. And at their weddings, I, I would be sure that these kids at their weddings, when they're singing Meheira, oh, yeah. thinking about oh, these yeah. things. This song will define it. No question about it. By the way, you just hit it. I think you. I, I knew I had to have you on this morning. Now I just discovered why you were on because you, I think you just brought out the point uh, that really sums this all up. We, uh, Rabbi Yisrael Kamenetsky, is with us live via telephone. We, you, and I, and, and many others in our age group and, and from the background we have, we always understood and lived through the impact that camp songs had year-round. It was never the opposite. It was never school songs infiltrating camp and, and having an effect like that, and that's exactly what's happening here. Absolutely, and uh, I think it's, it's, a, it's a great statement about our yeshivas. 100%. That the choirs and the bands are, are being given expression in our schools to yep. express themselves musically. Like 100%. And, and, and when they get to a new place during the summer or for their Shana Aleph or NCSY Kolel, they bring all of that with them, which is amazing. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you Love hit it. You, you hit it. That's the big point here. All right, we're going to play Mehera, and obviously a lot of these songs are now going to be in our rotation as we as we discover another magical thing about DRS Yeshiva High School. Oh, by the way, not to put you on on the spot and i and i did not prepare you for this so if you have no answer that's fine but there were a few you you mentioned let's see you mentioned uh, jackie glazer right and then we were given a couple other names yako fuchs jonathan koslow and i'm sure there are many others right who are part and of this project for the many- watman brothers there's the noah and daniel watman twins and this boy gavi zoller who actually has a number of his own singles also uh, he's really really talented musically this whole group together uh, performed many songs together. Some of them, some of them played, some of them the other ones. But that was the really the core group. Jonathan Wenger, uh, also on the drums, was was really very very instrumental. So there were a lot of this whole group 
such nice kids, such good kids, and, uh, and, and, and really talented musically who just came together. Really the sweetest kids. It was, it was a pleasure. And the whole school really was led by them musically. It you know, it, it's funny. Am I wrong? In our day, we really turned to the, to the older Abayim. For when it came to to composing songs, we didn't really have students. I don't think who were who were you know concentrating on it and 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 releasing material. Am I right about that, or is just that you know that so happened? Uh, you know, yeah, back then? I, I can't remember. I mean, Waterbury. You mentioned Waterbury. Right. Waterbury certainly made made a huge. Uh, but yeah, but I'm talking but I'm talking about decades ago. I think yeah. it was more the Rabbeim who took the lead absolutely. when it came to composing songs. And here you have kids who are taking the lead in that area. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's very very special. And yeah. Then, and then we sh- we should. I agree with you. We should encourage the kids. Oh yeah. Special. Oh yeah. I'll Every- tell you one other thing. Now, sure. In the age of technology, it's become so much a certain amount really easier for kids right. to record. These kids, That's they took true. some apps. I don't even know what they did. Right. They, they had these apps. <laughs> they got together. They put the whole thing together. It's right. That's true. You, they can they can compose on a guitar without knowing how to play guitar. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> because of these apps. That's true. That's a very good point, actually. And because they're so advanced technologically, uh, it gives them a tremendous advantage. And look, we get we get to reap the benefits by enjoying this amazing music and having it affect us in a, in a positive manner. Uh, so is uh, DRS Yeshiva High School off to a good start so far this year? Baruch Hashem, we have the most most students that we've ever had in our 23-year history. We're at, we're at 378 students, Baliyai and Hara. Wow. Uh, each one, you know, we try to take care of each one. And yeah, Baruch Hashem, the year started off uh, very, very strongly. Very cool. We have a lot to be proud of in the Yeshiva League, and it's great to speak to you, Rabbi Kamenetsky. Uh, Hatzlach Harabah to you and everybody at DRS. We're going to play this Mehera selection. Like I said, uh, we'll certainly remind everybody uh, uh, where, where these tunes came from when we play them because uh, we as we discovered the uh, DRS um, certainly had a uh, a major contribution to the world of Jewish music recently should be very very proud thank you so much it's it's really a privilege for me to uh to be with you this morning and to 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 encourage all the amazing work you do on behalf of Claudia Searle. I know my father had such a great respect for all the work that you did i'm just trying to live up to my dad's uh my dad's uh um, model in every every way, and and uh, our, our relationship goes back such a long way. And I'm so feel myself so fortunate and lucky to be part of this uh, this experience of of, of helping helping uh, build Klal Yisrael, helping helping Klal Yisrael to continue to be inspired and by Jewish music and by Torah and by everything else in Yiddish. Country. Well, if we do a good job with the youth, then you know, the, 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 then everything else will follow. All we got to all we got to do is continue to inspire the youth and keep them involved. Agreed, hundred percent. Thank you, Rabbi Kamenetsky. Much appreciated. And best regards to everybody at DRS. Rabbi Yisrael Kamenetsky is the Rosh Yeshiva at uh, Halb and the Menahel at DRS Yeshiva High School. This is the Mehera song we were referring to at JM in the AM. Hashem, Oyelikeinu, Oyisham Aviyare Yehuda, Uvichutzos Yerushalayim, Uvichutzos Yerushalayim. Oh, yeah. 
Well, there it is, with a big shout-out to our friends at DRS Yeshiva High School. Uh, you heard the whole story there with Rabbi Kamenetsky, and uh, very impressive. Every school out there, let's keep getting the students involved, and please, if there's special projects, especially the ones having to do with Jewish music, but other projects as well, let us know. Your school will get great shout-outs uh, for all the great work that the students are doing, especially uh, when the students and the faculty are working together to 
inspire others. Wednesday morning, Rosh Chodesh morning here at JM and the AM. Oh, and I know that um, some people are a little uh, shocked that I didn't send regards to Hollander during that conversation. So I'm going to say hi to Hollander now <laughs> and hope that he uh, he gets the regards uh, from all of us here at JM and the AM. Uh, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We say in Hallel, Kois Yeshuos Esa, I will lift the cup of salvation. Nidorai Lashem Shalem, I will pay all that I vowed to Hashem. The great Sadik, Rabbi Rachmiel Gershon Edelstein, once explained, Vayidor Yaakov Neder, that Yaakov Avinu made a Neder. He said that when he was drafted for the First World War, it was in the middle of the war that he had vowed two nedarim, two vows, and he was saved. Also, here in our Pasuk, it talks about the individual that needs a particular Yeshua. It says, Kos Yeshua's Esa, that I need to lift up the cup of salvation. Binadar nedarim, and the person will then make certain vows, certain promises to Hashem, Shiyamdu lo lishus, that will stand for the individual as a merit, as a schus. After they are zochet to the Yeshua, after the salvation comes, then comes the time for them to pay whatever they have vowed. That's why it says, that everybody should know about it. When there is great salvation, an individual has been saved, or something very good has happened. They need to tell others about it, to be mefarsim de amuna, to publicize the great faith and trust that they had in Hashem, and even go so far as to bring a korban toda, a thanksgiving offering for what has happened. That is what we learn from Hallel, that all the things that are good that happen in life, a person should remember to thank Hashem for, the idea of bringing a carbon taida, maybe to give staka or to offer something to the community, to thank Hashem for His constant loving kindness. May we all be zoche to the month ahead to have Yeshua's nechamos and besuros tovos. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
יש על זה, כן, נבואה זמי חייזר, ושמה
Levine song is entitled Ushaftem before that Menucha with Yehia Chodesh. Very appropriate after all. It's Rosh Chodesh Mar Cheshvan here at JM in the AM. It's also October 30th on the secular calendar, which means we're about three weeks away from November the 24th. Why is November the 24th such a significant date? Why am I asking people to set aside the evening of November the 24th? Why am I going to try over the next three weeks to convince everybody who listens to this show? to be in New York City on the night of November the 24th, because on November the 24th at the New York Marriott Marquis, not only is it the annual Ohel Gala, which is in, in and of itself, I say this every year, one of the few dinners it's actually worth going to, one of the few dinners you'll be completely inspired by. That, that I say every year. But this year it's the 50th annual gala, celebrating 50 years, five decades of incredible service, really to the worldwide Jewish community, but you know, uh, the effect that Ohel has had on our immediate uh, community in this area. The guests of honor in this 50th annual gala, which is uh, subtitled Giant Leaps Taken, Bold Steps Forward. Uh, the guests of honor, the Meridian Capital Group, a, a very well-known philanthropic uh, business organization that is um, always there for amazing causes. Meridian, the guests of honor at the annual gala, this coming November the 24th. Susan and David Mandel are being feted with the Leadership Award. Uh, Tzipi and Stuart Nussbaum, the Nadiv Lave Awardees. Judith Goldberg Ness and Dr. Seth Ness, the Camp Kaylee Family of the Year. There are wonderful chair people for the event. Uh, they are promising a unique, special, and uh, and incredible program befitting the 50th Annual Gala. All you got to do now is make a commitment to be there. I will be there, and I look forward to greeting you there at the New York Marriott Marquis. Phone number for information, 718-972-9338. 718-972-9338. You could log on to ohelgala.org, ohelgala.org, 
and visiting us this morning from the uh, Jaffa Family Campus in the heart of Brooklyn, New York, uh, where OHEL is now, uh, where its main headquarters is now situated, is the CEO of uh, OHEL, and that is, of course, David Mandel, who is in our studio. David, good morning, and a guten chodesh to you. Good morning, Nachum. It's a pleasure to be here, and I like the use of the word fetid, because in these <laughs> gala dinners, first people are... Fed, and I, then I guess the RVs are fed. <laughs> there you go. That works out well. When have you, have you yet, <coughs> excuse me, have you decided when to tell Susan that she is one of the honorees at the 24th <laughs> of November event? Or are we still keeping it a secret from her? Well, let's begin first with Macheshwan Washchodesh because this is a very special month for Susan and I. This is the month that Eliana, our daughter, was born. Nice. So that is the most important conversation to begin with. Agreed. I got married in Cheshvan. How do you there like you that? go. So nothing else is important. For those of you out there who think nothing happened in Cheshvan, guess what? We got news for you. <laughs> uh, we got the invitation, the um, gala invitation a couple of days ago, as everyone else and your listening audience did. And when Susan opened it up, there she was and shows this. She saw it. She now knows that um, we are being honored, thankfully. So, she, so she's aware that she's expected to come on stage and accept an award that night. Um, she may have heard you now. We yeah. haven't gotten to that point yet. I would hope so. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> now you have to convince her actually just to, to make the appearance and to get there on stage. Uh, well, all kidding aside, it must be amazing for you. Uh, and we'll talk about the other honorees in a minute, believe you me. Uh, but it must be amazing for you to be part of this program, not just in your usual role, but part of this program as somebody who's being recognized for the work you've been doing and, in turn, your wife has been doing uh, all these decades for OHEL. You've spoken to us. In fact, the last time you were here, you spoke about the life-transforming um, uh, a job position that this has been for you. And I know it's very special being recognized in this way by OHEL. I have said on this um, radio program a number of times, on this live stream program <laughs> a number of times, the transformation is, uh, I've described it as that, thank God in 24 years of being involved in OHEL, very special place, a very special organization with a very special leadership, both the lay leadership and the professional leadership. Uh, people have heard me say that I haven't had a, a bad day. Right. I've had difficult days. I've had right. hard days. But I've never had a day in which I did not want to go to work. There are situations, there are individuals who are unhappy in life or unhappy in their job or unhappy in the situation and don't look forward to things. And thank God, I just look forward to things. And certainly, OHEL is one of the those very special things, events, opportunities that I look forward to, to be part of. Uh, what's interesting is you, you to us, you are portrayed as a very caring and in some ways emotional person. That's the way you appear to me over all these years, someone who really cares, who deeply cares. I would think if I was in your position, seeing so much of the pain in our community and being greeted every morning, I suspect, you could tell me if it's different, by situations that are really painful, by kids who are in very difficult situations, by families that are torn apart, whether accidentally or on purpose by family members. It must be, you have to have developed some type of, I don't know, thick skin in order just to, to deal with each and every one of these individual cases and not, and not have it affect you in a very emotional manner. I think it's... um. 
I think that's a, a complicated comment or question that you asked, and I would uh, divide it into two parts. A good leader must recognize that leadership means that they have to surround themselves with people that can do excellent work right? and need to be different than they are, need to have different skills than they do. And you want to be sure that you give over responsibility to them, that you don't want to do it all, that you cannot do it all. Delegate. You delegate. But, but, but in, in human services, in mental health, the delegation is that where you should not be the hero. Right. The people that come to you are often desperate, and you have this initial reaction, well, let me help them. Let me help everybody. Let me solve their problem. You know, let me be the good guy. Let me be the hero. Knight in shining armor. The knight in shining armor. And so that's great. But then that means that you're working with just a certain number of people. How many people can you work with right. at any one time? So you give, you give responsibility over to other people. It's not that you insulate yourself. It's not that you're running away from but that you are giving responsibility to other people because you train them, they are trained by your and they know what to do. And you know that they know what they're doing. So one second, that might be the answer to my question then. The reason you don't get depressed and the reason the pain does not remain with you every time you're presented with a situation is because you are confident that you're passing this on to somebody who can deal with it. You're confident that you now have the right person to step in and solve it. That's the first half. Right. The second half is if at any point you you feel, oh, I, I don't want to talk to these people. Right. I don't want to deal with this problem. Another person calling with a problem? And that's the reaction you have in your heart, in your brain? Then then you're in it too long. Then it's time for you to get out. Then Then you need to have that simpatico. But that doesn't mean you have to solve everyone's situation. Right. Um, you have to, it has to get to you, but it has to get to you in a place where you can also step back, think about it, and then make a decision that this is something that you should respond to, or this is something, I have the great person to connect you with, Nachum, right. and she or he will help you immediately. You said you're doing this 24 years at Ohel? As Jay Kestenbaum uh, said to me, David, this is your first 24 years at OHEL. <laughs> the reason I say it like that is because it seems to me that's an unusually long run for a position like this. You know, we're in a community, and you observe the community the same way I do. We're in a community that today, if you're in a job more than three years, people are, people are wondering what's wrong. Why, why haven't you been poached by some other organization yet? 24 years? Yeah, this is JM in the AM light, your run over there at OL. I mean, and, and I think you have to agree, it's an exception for the reason I just said, and also it's an exception because, you know, you could run out of gas at some point, as you just alluded to. It's not, not easy to maintain the level of uh, commitment that one needs in this position. So you're in an unusual, uh, in an unusual place. Well, thank God. Um, Hashem is giving me a lot of strength, and I look forward to, to continuing if I was um, a baseball uh, manager or an NFL manager, three years would be about the uh, <laughs> the limit, about the limit, the term limit. 
Nachum, what can I tell you? And they're not even kicking you out. They're honoring you. <laughs> they're honoring and They're me. doing the exact opposite about what most people go through my, at this point. My, my first 24 and a half years, thank right. God. Exactly. It's a combination of, um, it's a combination of the, the great lay leadership. Well, that's very true. engaged board of directors. We call it a very active board, and they are the prime example board. Mel's active, and Jay Kestenbaum, the co-presidents, yeah. um, uh, Moish Hellman, who recently um, became the president emeritus and right. continues to be the ombudsman, the entire board of directors, the entire senior professional staff. You know, when you have an organization who's always on the move, who's always looking to grow in the right way with, with, with good business sense. When, when, you, when you develop new programs, you have a Camp Cayley. You, mm-hmm. have, you have the Gloria and Harvey Cayley and, and the Cayley family and so many new things that are going on. And uh, Devani Hirsch and Larry Gabe, you should have a full Shlema and get home today with the Lifetime Care Foundation, everything else that, that goes on. But you see, uh, we've, also, the excitement. we've also discussed... And How, I'm looking at Ellie Libin behind you on the wall. One, one, of your, one of your great foster parents, right? The, one of the other things we've always discussed is hard. It's hard to stay number one when you're number one. Everyone's targeting you, and you've had this. Thank God, Bliyain Hara, incredible run, recognized as you're doing all this. As, as I mean, I don't even know, you know, what the statistics say exactly or what the reports say exactly, but to us in the community, still, you know, number one up there in this area of social service. And that's a hard thing to maintain, especially for this length of time. Yeah, it's the uh, Meishelman comment about OHEL's foster care program that's being ranked um, the top or one of the top foster care programs in, in New York City, which right. is, of course, OHEL's first program. And Meishelman and I had the opportunity to sit with Lester Kaufman uh, yesterday for two hours speaking about the, the first days of OHEL back in 1969, 1971. Lester was the first... Um, uh, executive director of OHEL, um, and I'm the the, the second um, chief executive officer. How do you stay? How do you stay at the top or near the top? It's just it's the good old good old fashioned way. It's just really hard work, hard constant work, hard work, good personnel, movement. Even the volunteers you guys seek out on this uh, subject, I know a little bit from the inside. Even some of the volunteers you seek out, uh, they are they are um, you know. Given proper training, intensive training, and you don't put people in positions, especially sensitive positions, that they cannot handle. I'm never tired of repeating the story about um, the home that um, Ohel Beis Ezra has on 257 East Broadway with 11 gentlemen with developmental disabilities who live there. Many of whom I saw this past Shabbos. I believe it was two years ago on Sukkot when they were davening in the same shul that Nachum Siegel was davening, and uh, Nachum Siegel bought one of the gentlemen there in Aliyah. So that not only goes to the conversation about destigmatizing people in the community. We talk about Ohel as being uh, having two two missions. One is to provide services, and the second one is to teach the community about stigma. So when individuals with disabilities go into the community, a part of the community, and the Nachum Siegel and the Tzipi and Stewie Nussbaum um, uh, invite them into the ritual and organize a Shabbaton for them, which, which Ari and Ruthie Youngrei started many years ago, and get them aliyahs and invite them, and Rabbi Feitman honors them 
like like the Scalavan residents that they are, those are the volunteers that permeate throughout all communities. That's what makes Ohel, that's what makes people with the, you know, Ohel honors, we talked about Meridian mm-hmm. Capital Group, another one of these, but it's really all these individuals, the um, the 12,143 people that Ohel serves every single day that are the honorees. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, yeah, by the way, just to fill in the story, because <laughs> we actually bought him Chassan Torah. You have a lot of great volunteers who take care of your residents on Shabbos and Yantif, and I'm sure during the week as well. But there was one exceptional one, and that's who you were alluding to, and and we in the Mizrahi called him a Jewish hero because of the way he dealt with both the staff and the residents. So we actually bought him. We got together. This group wasn't just me. We got together and said we're buying him Chassan Torah. It's one of the heroes, and like uh, I don't even think we insisted he give Kiddush after that. By the way, I think we may have given given the Kiddush, but yeah, it's just a small gesture to recognize the heroes of our community. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Round the world, the web at NachumSingle.com and the NachumSingle Network, and of course, in the beloved NSN app. We have two things to do. Number one, let's go through the honorees. Obviously, you and Susan are being uh, honored, and we look forward to celebrating with you. You mentioned Meridian Capital Group. This is a business organization that is there for many great causes. You, you, you do not mind saying that you share Meridian with a lot of amazing philanthropic efforts out there. Baruch Hashem Ohel is one of them, and they will be recognized on the night of November 24th. Meridian Capital Group, um, accepted by Ralph Hertzka, the president, uh, chief executive officer of Meridian. Uh, Meridian and Ohel go back literally um, 35 years. Meridian well, was a tenant at 4510 16th Avenue on the second floor of the Ohel building in right. Borough Park. And they were there, I, I think, for 10 years prior to Meridian Ralph moving to downtown Brooklyn and actually the world over. So Ohel is very excited. Meridian, uh, there's the Meridian volunteer program at Ohel, uh, which was dedicated uh, a number of years ago, speaking about yeah. volunteer services. I know it quite So well. having Meridian as the guest of honor... It's very special for us. And being a 50th year makes it even more special. The Nussbaums we mentioned, you just actually mentioned them. Uh, other Others in our community, or I should say another uh, couple in our community who in many different ways uh, help OHEL, uh, not just on the philanthropic side, but as you said, in recognizing how important uh, the residents and volunteers are at OHEL. And they're going to be recognized that night on the 24th of November. Tippy and Stewie Nussbaum um, live in Cedarhurst. They are just exceptional volunteers. Every single year, they invite 25 men and women with disabilities who live in um, homes throughout um, New York City and Nassau County. Uh, they organize the Shabbaton. Uh, they organize um, 15, 20 families uh, to host these individuals. Um, the Red Shul, Rabbi Yaakov Feitman, nice. Rabbi Yaakov Feitman Shul, um, and it's 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 um, it's a weekend that not only do the individuals with disabilities look forward to, but all the members of the shul, hundreds of families, <laughs> look forward to. I hope all those families going to be at the dinner, Bezrat Hashem. My thanks to and Mazal Tov to David Mandel uh, for being our guest this morning here at JM and the AM, and of course Mazal Tov on uh, he and Susan. Uh, receiving the Leadership Award coming up November the 24th at the OHEL 50th Annual Gala. Mazal tov to all the honorees. We are expecting an incredible crowd 
to pay tribute to 50 years of Ohel at this unique and amazing Ohel Gala on the 24th of November at the New York Marriott Marquis. Make sure you are there for this unique and creative program. Starts at 5 p.m. with buffet dinner. The program begins at 6.30. Giant leaps taken, bold steps forward. Pay tribute to Ohel on this historic 50th gala on the 24th of November. Call 718-972-9338. 718-972-9338. Or go to the web, ohelgala.org, ohelgala.org. Mazal tov again to all the honorees. And my special thanks to David Mandel, CEO of OHEL, for an amazing morning here on a Wednesday at JM in the AM.
בשים, מסגי יולו, הנה הנה מושיע
with a blessing Say how do you do To the lovely world around you And the one who created you These blessings they surround us In everything we do From the sunrise to the moonlight They be right in front of you Give a blessing when you can Learn to bless each other When something don't feel right Give strength to one another Give a blessing when you can Learn to bless each other When something don't feel right Give strength to one another Day I sing your song There are times to try and prove you wrong And I know that I just need to try some love So snap a picture Self yourself Learn to frame your situation If you're thinking of it all You're missing out some of that information Oh, give a blessing when you can Learn to bless each other When something don't feel right Give strength to one another Give a blessing when you can Learn to bless each other Something don't feel right Give strength to one another Someone's always on your mind Someone that always falls behind Someone you know that just feeling low Give them a blessing, make them feel right Cause you have a soul and they have a soul And you got the power, just give it all And give them a breath and make them feel right And you have the power to bring down their Give them blessing when you can Learn to bless each other When something don't feel right Give strength to one another Give them blessing when you can Learn to bless each other When something don't feel right Give strength to one another If a blessing's all you have And blessing's all you Rogers Park, brand new with blessings here at JM and the AM. Before that eighth day, song called Geula. Rosh Chodesh morning here at JM and the AM. And our good friend Gabe Geller, who many of you know from Royal Wine as the wine education manager, among many other titles that he holds, is here with us this morning in studio at JM and the AM because uh, we are discovering what is for us a brand new kosher winery a brand new kosher label gabe geller welcome back to jm in the am good morning Nachum. it's a pleasure to be here as always nice to speak with you there are a lot of wine rosh chodesh clubs are you are you uh, aware of this that there are groups of people around the world big time yeah big time in different places could be manhattan could be london could be california could be israel and around Rosh Chodesh, sometimes literally on Rosh Chodesh, mm-hmm. they get together and they, I guess, try out new or maybe some classic wines. And they, they have a whole wine club, a whole Rosh Chodesh club. Yeah, the, the whole idea of the Rosh Chodesh club was started by my good friend uh, Yossi Horowitz uh, about 
six and a half years ago. And uh, I actually uh, played the role in spreading out the word through my Facebook group. Uh, <laughs> and that's how so many people all around the world thought, oh, wow, this is actually a great idea. So now there are a lot of copycat groups. Huh? Oh, yeah. Now, how ironic is it with that in mind that on Rosh Chodesh, you bring a special guest to our studio whose name is Claude Gieselbrecht. Gieselbrecht. That works. You know, people uh, say off, the name. Off the air, yeah. I pronounced it properly. That's fine. On no, the in, air. Fr- in French, people say for me, Geller or Geller. I don't really like the Geller pronunciation, but it's actually not, not wrong. It's no, funny. It's I never fine. even considered that yeah. uh, Geller. Yeah. Oh, I never of course, I'm certain not in I have a new name for you. Not, you know, Claude, who is here in studio, is winemaker of the Koenig Winery, K-O-E-I-N-I-G, in Alsace, Alsace, uh-huh. France, uh, which is, I assume, a city in France, right? Uh, Alsace is a region. It's a region, region in yes. France. Claude, shalom, bonjour. Welcome to JM in the AM. Shalom, Narum. Hello, everybody. Thank you for inviting me. And apologize because I am French, as you can hear. So <laughs> if <apologize>. my English <laughs> is not good, please apologies. <laughs> I, I think the opposite. I think you're doing great, but I like the fact that you're apologizing for being French. I like that. Not for being French. I know, I'm kidding around. French level, Believe me, I'm kidding around. Um, look, we've been told that France is a very important wine-producing part of the world that's what we've been told for many <laughs> many years that when you want good delicious wine kosher or not france has plenty to offer tell me about your history with wine in france so i mean the the area i come from so alsace as you named is just to uh, map it is on the northeast of france it's close to the german border so hmm. along the the rhine river so this is where we come from the first to have started to grow wines in that area were the, the Romans. So we're talking about like a, a over a thousand year history in winemaking already in that, uh, in that area. Some of the other wine regions of France are Champagne, right? What else? What else? Bordeaux, we Bordeaux Burgundy. Are those anywhere near your region or those are far away? I from mean, your the, the Champagne area and Burgundy area is. I mean, I guess from an American point of view, probably close by. For okay. us French, a little bit further up, but uh, it's, yeah, let's say, a couple of hours driving in both directions. You can be in either Champagne or Burgundy, which could be an interesting tour to do, to combine Champagne, Alsace, and Burgundy. I'm actually looking at a map right now just to get a perspective in terms of uh, where you're located. So I assume it's near Strasbourg, exactly, right? Exactly. Okay. So you're really northeast. Absolutely. And you're very, very far east, but directly east of Paris. Yes, exactly. Hmm. It was like a six-hour drive from Paris to it's, your area? Uh, six, yeah, it's, it's almost there. Six-hour drive from Paris now. We Expert have, map yeah. reader I am. You see that? I was able to determine it's a six-hour drive. Amazing. Now we can save you driving. We have like the TGV fast train, which is taking Paris to Strasbourg in less than two hours now, which is makes it very practical. Very cool. So what makes this region unique? A lot of people, we've discussed wine a million times on this show. People have a certain expectation when it comes to Bordeaux, Champagne, etc. What type of wine or grape are we growing in the northeast region of France? Uh, so Alsace is known for growing uh, mainly white wines okay. because the, the climate, this is the first thing and the terroir, but the climate is like what we call a continental climate, meaning that we have like cold winter with uh, snow regularly and warm summer. And that 
particular type of climate plus, uh, let's say, a later maturation r ripeness of the grapes makes it very good for the white wines. So this is why it's always been historically an area of white wines. So we're producing seven different varietals. So going from the very bone dry style white wines up to more sweet and uh, and rich and uh, white wines. All under the name Koenig. I'm talking about the region in general. The region in yes, general, exactly. exactly. What does Koenig make? Koenig, Koenig. So is is our brand for the kosher wines. Right. So uh, the the Koenig wines are only uh, kosher wines that are made under the supervision of the uh, Bed in Strasbourg, because Strasbourg is a big uh, Jewish community there. And uh, really, yes, I mean, I mean France is one of the most important Jewish community. Wow. So I, I couldn't tell you how. See, many we're people. in New York. We assume there's no Jews anywhere else. <laughs> No, but yes, Strasbourg is, is famous and, and, and known for that. So, How many varieties of wine do you have in the kosher Koenig? I mean, uh, we produce now uh, around like close to 15 different... Oh, so uh, this is, Yeah, we have a big range. This is a serious winery, Gabe. This is, a, this is the real very deal. Very serious. Yeah. Very serious. You know, Nachum, uh, Koenig is not just any, any brand. Uh, it was probably the first, uh, the first brand, the first... Uh, uh, brand of kosher wines, of quality kosher wines. You know, now I'm not talking about the the sweet Concord wines right. that uh, of old. I'm talking really the the quality mainstream type of uh, of wine uh, that were made kosher all the way back in the 1960s. Under the name Koenig. Under the name Koenig. That was a, a winery that was called sure. uh, that was called Koenig, and uh, it existed until just a few years ago. Uh, and then they basically they retired and they sold the brand to uh, Claude here, uh, who has a winery uh, nearby uh, where uh, where Koenig used to be, uh, not too far away right. anyway. And uh, and he took over the Koenig brand. And uh, not only is he making uh, wines the way uh, they did, but he's he's making them perhaps even better. And he has developed the brand and developed. Uh, the Koenig name with even more wines than the, they, they used to have. So is this, a, we can call it a restart? A restart of the brand or that type of... Uh... Yeah, in a way. It's, a, it, it's more like a continuation, right. but uh, in, a very, uh, in a very positive way. So he's injected a tremendous amount of energy into Absolutely. the Koenig brand at this Absolutely. point. But I think he, he, he would be more qualified to talk about it himself. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and let me remind the audience that we are speaking with Claude... Uh, Giselle Brecht. Giselle Brecht. I'm telling you, I'm going to get it right. <laughs> Winemaker of the Koenig Winery in the Alsace region of France. Um, so what is the signature wine? If there's one bottle that we are recommending to our listeners uh, to try in the kosher Koenig wine, from the kosher Koenig Winery, what would it be? So j just to sum up quickly, what we have available here in the United States uh, through a Royal Wine, we have four different wines. We have, mm. so I'll just name them because sure. it's, it's, it's hard for me to say pick one instead of another one. Right. It but does, some, it, some wineries have a signature wine. That's it's why true, I asked. It's right. true, which, which doesn't mean that you have to take all of them, right? Right. But, uh, but uh, so we have a Riesling, which is a dry wine. Good. Pinot Gris of dry, Gewürztraminer, another of dry, and the Cremant, which is our sparkling wine. I would say the signature wine, as far as I'm concerned, but that's again is personal because wine is very personal. I would say is the Riesling. Because uh, Alsace has a very good terroir for dry style wine, and Riesling is our emblematic uh, varietal of uh, of the area there. So very it's nice. a definitely a dry wine, 
lots of crisps, uh, nice acidity in a very good fresh way, nice, um, uh, how do you call that, uh, citrus type of notes when they're young. And then the interesting thing about the Riesling varietal is when it gets a little bit older and matured, it gets into way different type of aromas, much more complex, much more mineral. So it's a very interesting After and complex Riesling. Sorry? After how much time can you tell the I mean, it can come quite quickly. Let's say after two years already, the Riesling can start to mineralize a little bit. We even call it like petroleum notes, uh, which is not a very selling point, but it's true because it goes into that very earthy, sometimes waxy petroleum notes, aromas. But the wine then softens a little bit. I mean, the angles are not as uh, hard, harsh. And, and the, the wine smoothens a little bit. And it, it's it's definitely a wine that is nice aging for white wine. I mean, nice uh, potential of, of aging. All right, Gabe Gallard, a big question. Is the Riesling, and we'll use that as the example for now, as Claude recommended, is the Riesling from Koenig available in retail outlets in this area? Absolutely. It is. I could ask for it. I could have it this Shabbos. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting possible. the... I don't know exactly... Uh, well, what, I don't mean this what, neighborhood. I mean in general in, yes, our, in our community. Yes, absolutely. Of course. It's around. Of course. I walk into the traditional retail outlets. I'm going to find it, and I can have it this Shabbat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, could you give us an approximate retail price? Would that be yeah, fair to ask yeah, you? It's around $15. Oh, so it's a very, very reasonable... Yeah. Between 13 to 17 all right, depending now depending where, where where you buy it. You said earlier, Claude, that the climate and the terroir are the two most profound elements that affect how a grape and therefore wine is going to taste. Is France so different in all these regions? Are, are the climates and the terroir so different that we, that we can, in fact, see one country have so much of a variety in terms of wine taste? It's a good, it's a good question, Arum, and the answer is definitely yes. Uh, even just in Alsace, our area, if you walk from one village, because we're talking about village here, the size of my right. village is two thousand people, so you can imagine, and all, like that, all of many, whom work for the winery. Uh, there's lots of them working in the wine area, right. not for our winery. I mean, this, I mean, then, yeah, then I would be happy. That right. means that uh, I would probably sell a lot of wine. But they're but all in no, the wine business. Yeah, it, many of them are in, are in wine business. And, and just in the next village, which is probably just a couple of miles driving from where I am, I mean, the soil might be a little bit different. And you grow the same kind of varietal Riesling from in one village and then in the second village. I mean, the taste will be a little bit different because there will be... Just even a little climate difference because one will be a little bit more in the hill, the other one a little bit more down, and temperature not the same, the ripe time not the same, and the terroir might be just a little difference, and then you have the style of the winemaking, which also makes a difference. So there's no one Riesling in our area, but I, w- I would say every winery has its own Riesling, which we definitely will taste uh, different from, from the other one. Do you, get, uh, do you still get amazed by this whole thing, that a, a little bit of a change in geography makes such a different grape? Always, always. Even with all it's, your experience, it, 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 it's 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 amazing. It's and unbelievable. That, 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 that's what you know keeps it always right. fascinating, and and why I'm so passionate about it. Because every time I'm amazed of you have two wineries that are right next to each other. <laughs> they are growing the same grape varieties. You know, they are the more or less you know having the same process, and yet they are noticeable, sometimes really significant differences between the wines. Unbelievable. Yeah. Your experience, it sounds like you're a real winemaker. Your experience comes from where? I mean, it's, it's the, the, the winery has been in our family since ages. I so you say. grew up with this whole yeah, thing? Yeah, I grew up. I had no other choice anyway to go and work uh, right. every, I mean, you know, every off day when I was a kid. Uh, so as a every, teenager, you're somewhat of a wine expert already. I mean, 
not on the let's say not on on the technical basis yes not on the um, uh, not on the, the subtle level you see what I mean so I didn't have like at the time didn't have any like uh, uh, um, let's say uh, school level knowledge but the technical knowledge of work yes absolutely right. but then after so we 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 my brother and I so we made the studies for and so we we got into it more in details and more, and where did more that take place you go where for that type of study I mean in uh, nowadays you can you can have like uh, there's like a uh, wine school in Azaz uh, nowadays but earlier so you had to go to other uh, regions so it was uh, in, in Bur- France yeah in France in Burgundy there was a very famous uh, and uh, say techniques, so where where people would like really learn the skills of, of wine making. And now in France, there's so kind of those technical wine schools in, in major uh, wine areas. You know what? A lot of people don't realize who are listening right now, um, and we've picked this up because of all the conversations we've had with Israeli winemakers, American winemakers, French winemakers, etc. That you've brought us. Um, people don't realize the formal education they have in this area. That's true. You see, uh, that's what sets apart the old world wine right. with the new world, meaning uh, the differences between Italy, Spain, France, Germany, uh, for instance, and uh, say California or Israel. Uh, in, in, in places like Alsace, uh, like uh, Claude and his family, and it's the same for most Burgundy producers, many Bordeaux, uh, and of course uh, in Italy as well, uh, and in uh, other places in Europe, making wine, producing wine... Uh, are family traditions that go back generations and generations with each generation uh, teaching the next. Uh, Whereas uh, in the New World, uh, you have essentially winemakers who went to school, who went to college, went to to grad school to to learn winemaking because the field of winemaking, of enology also, uh, uh, the science of enology, uh, has become something academic uh, uh, over the over the twentieth uh, century. Right. Before that, it was Real just formalized. a matter of uh, of tradition of right. really teaching. Uh, it's, one been generation. For, it's been formalized. Like, yeah, it's been formalized. It's it, it's become uh, a worldwide profession, uh, and, and and that's really what uh, what sets apart uh, a, a winery like clothes. Uh, from uh, from say a winery in Israel where you know they had to to to, to build everything from right. scratch just uh, a few years ago, and uh, hire people who went to school and who knew what they what they were doing. Whereas you know Claude he, he learned that from his uh, father yeah. and grandfather and so on. Literally from the day that he was yeah. born, Claude Gis- Giselbrecht is in our studio, <laughs> winemaker at the Koenig Winery. In Alsace, France, and uh, Gabe Geller, of course, the uh, wine education manager at Royal Wine, is here. Royal uh, imports this wine, Koenig. Mm-hmm. You'll find it in your retail stores. You could try to Riesling first, but Claude would say try any of the four varieties that are available here uh, first uh, and enjoy it either this Shabbos or whenever. And of course, today being Rosh Chodesh, take advantage, make your little uh, make a make a uh, little Rosh Chodesh club of your own, and enjoy the Koenig wine. Uh, do you ever taste Israeli wines? I I was lucky to travel to Israel uh, last year, and uh, yes, and uh, I tested them. And I, I'm I'm more maybe it's because I, I come from a white wine area, so more into right. the, the white wine um, uh, appeal. Yeah, exactly. Right. But I've tested the red as well. But I was 
happily, really happily surprised by the white wines that I tested in uh, in Israel. And no longer than yesterday evening, where we had dinner together, we had one uh, very nice uh, blend of uh, which one did you try? Oraganos, the Oraganos, Ooh, Oraganos. Yeah, very good wine, very very, good wine, yeah. very nice blend of Sauvignon Blanc and Chardonnay. If I remember, right. and I mean, what really strike me because the weather there is so warm, and you can, I mean. For me, it's very challenging to imagine how you can produce white wine in a very uh, warm country because right. because the sun literally burns down the acidity and so and the freshness of the wine and often the wine gets tired and, and the wine that I tried from Israel, the white wines were really a great surprise to me. Nice freshness, great acidity. I mean, you want not just a glass, you want more. And this this the other thing is is uh, is when when wine is really well made. So the French winemakers don't scoff at Israeli winemakers or the American ones, do they? <laughs> <laughs> or only some do. Only Claude does it, but only some of them do. Only some do. <laughs> because because I, I would assume the French winemakers look at themselves, possibly rightfully so, as the great traditionalist winemakers, right? Oh, yeah, they are they course, when course. it comes to traditionalist winemakers, they are number one in the world, right? You, you know, you know, French consider themselves as number one in the world for right. anything, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that's how snobbish. You're not, you're not apologizing for that. No, no, that, I know that's how snobbish attitude. So uh, <laughs> it needs to be corrected. So, <laughs> but you would admit, and you certainly would, but uh, some of your colleagues might admit as well that uh, that they could visit Israel and find some good quality um, winemakers, def- definitely, and go to California as well and sure, find absolutely. some. Uh, I mean. I mean, yeah, there's no, I mean, the, the, the wine doesn't have any limit, right? And uh, if, if again, I think it's a big question of uh, climate and terroir as far as I'm concerned, uh, right. to, to make not those kind of, you know, technical industrial wines, which you can find in some places because they're very regular, they're going to taste the same all the time. And this is not what I'm interested in personally. I'm looking for that, you know, like earthy terroir expression of the wines. And right. Uh, you can find that in, in every country. But besides terroir and uh, climate, I think it's also the, the way the... The, the way people make the wines and uh, and uh, maybe in some countries people have more that's maybe the, uh, not knowledge but lets the terroir express itself more than making a very I don't know if it might, if I make sense but yeah, yeah, uh, in, instead of making a very steady kind of industrial way of making the wine which is a bit sad in the end because it's should should remain a, a live product right and right. a loving product understood uh everyone check it out it's the koenig winery they've got four varieties uh they are in our area and available in the u.s because of our friends at royal wine uh and uh, claude an absolute pleasure meeting you thank you Narum. thanks uh, i mean I'm, I'm honored that you invited me for a pleasure to, continued to success thank you and uh, gabe geller i thank you as well we're always bringing interesting guests to us welcome. thank you very much gabe geller is a wine education manager at royal wine uh, check it out, everybody. It's Koenig, K-O-E-N-I-G. Our recommendation today for this Shabbos or any time in the world of kosher wine. More coming up at JM in the AM.
Bias Neman done by Yisrael Werdiger, Derech Achim before that with Ani Mamin. Reminder from our friends at Art Scroller of Chaim Kanievsky on Chumash Bracious is out 15% off and free shipping in the U.S. if you use the promo code radio. Rav Chaim Kanievsky on Chumash Bracious is now available. Use the promo code radio for 15% off and free shipping in the United States. Information, uh, go to artscroll.com. Again, that's artscroll.com. Um, so check that out and get ready to a save with uh, artscroll.com and the promo code radio. Uh, coming up, a Bite Size with Yoni Pollock, Joanna Shepson from Fun in Jerusalem will speak with Rose Ginasar, uh, Director of Development and International Relations at the Tower of David. Live lunch with Avrami is going to be happening uh, from Israel starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Make sure to be tuned in. Plenty more all day long, as you would suspect. Plus, tomorrow morning, we're back here at 6 a.m. with JM in the AM. Make sure to be tuned in and get ready to enjoy. Reminder about the OHEL dinner. Go to ohelgala.org, ohelgala.org. Uh, for information about the uh, OHEL dinner coming up on the 24th of November. And make sure to be there to enjoy a unique and interesting 50th annual celebration. Uh, Micha Gammerman with Robin, the brand new single. He's next at JM in the AM. Everybody's looking for a small little light And I'm like, not 
being cynical, but I feel alright. There are many kinds of grief, anxiety that I can feel, but it ain't too hard to see that I've got everything I need. Robin, Robin, boy, bring me a rain of toy, me a rain of toy, toy, me a rain of toy. Cause it's like pretty much cyclical when you talk that way Why don't you try to focus on everything good in this world And you might just feel invincible, go give it a whirl There are many kinds of grief Anxieties that I can feel But it ain't too hard to see And I've got everything I need Robin, Robin, my My brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Round the world, the web, and AchimSingle.com, and the AchimSingle Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a Wednesday here at JM and the AM. Happy Rosh Chodesh, everybody. Plenty more tomorrow starting at 6 a.m. Make sure to be tuned in. Coming up next... Bite Size with Yoni Pollock. Joanna Shepson of Fun in Jerusalem speaks to Rose Guinnessar, Director of Development and International Relations at the Tower of David. That's coming up between 9 and 10 o'clock. At 11 a.m., it's live lunch with Avrami from Israel. Make sure to be tuned in. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.